I'm Jason. Thanks for listening to the Slippery Slope. Well, I had a uh, I had a bit of time off uh, last week. I decided, made a conscious decision not to not to put anything up on the podcast. Um, and mainly because every time I looked at the news, no matter where I looked, it was all just COVID related, and it's so it's difficult to start siphoning, sifting through the plethora of news that's just a constant barrage of, of just COVID, lockdowns, you know, local governments, where you can't travel, where you can travel, um, 10 kilometer radiuses, whatever. It's all just, it's all confusing. It's all, it's all just hard to wrap your head around and it's just constantly the same bad dreary news again and again. I'm like, I can't, I'm over, I'm over looking at it. So, and, and then you have things like, you know, the minister in, in New South Wales, Mr. Hazard, who makes these decisions about, uh, about essential workers and it's only essential workers that can go to work. But then listening to a report, listening to him talk live, and he cannot really explain what an essential worker is. And he's just, his description is, well, you know, I'll leave that in the hands of the employee and the employer <laughs> to make that decision. Well, every person who's employed would consider that they are essential because they are essential for themselves to earn money. Their job is essential for them. So, you know, if, if the government wants to make these rules, but then doesn't want to actually set down the guidelines properly, how, what do you expect when there's confusion everywhere? But, mate, they don't mind sending in the police to um, to write out tickets, that's for sure. But anyway, like I said, I just I couldn't I couldn't go over it. It's just. But there is there are some other things that I've got to talk about today. This came up, and I'll, I'll read the section. I'm going to read several high, um, yeah, several headlines. But this. I'll go through this article from Sky News. Now, this is regarding the Western Australian government and their decision to block uh, the Australian Christian lobby from having meetings. I'll just go through this. Okay, the, the headline is Australia in disturbing times amid WA government's ACL block. So ACL stands for the Australian Christian lobby. So this just goes through how Sky News host Alan Jones says we are in very disturbing times after the Australian Christian lobby was blocked from hiring a public venue under a Western Australian government policy. Now the Australian Christian lobby requested to book the Albany Entertainment Centre and the Perth Concert Hall for events featuring the Christian lobby's head Martin Isles. I believe it's how you pronounce his name, he said. Well, the Perth, uh, the Perth Theatre Trust have invoked the WA government policy declaring the Australian Christian Lobby had politically motivated objectives. <laughs> it is interesting to note the same venues managed by the Perth Theatre Trust were hired out to the Western Australian Labor Party candidates and the party itself in the lead-up to the March election. And he's saying, we're in very disturbing times if we are to maintain a standing as a literal democracy. And I've got to say, look, he's, he's correct. 
the fact that you can the, the fact that you can have a policy declaring you know that this group the ACL you, you won't hire a hall to a group because of they have politically motivated objectives um, and yet you and yet you can hire it to the West Australian Labor Party how do you expect democracy to continue in a country when you will only have one voice so if the voice isn't the Labor Party you don't want it heard that's what they're saying they are stifling democracy they are stifling free speech this it absolutely amazes me when I was reading this story when I heard the story I thought this can't be right this this seriously cannot be right this is not happening in Australia um but I'll I'll just read you the headline from thewest.com.au and the headline is this Australian Christian Lobby War of words erupts over hate spreading. That's in, 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 in commas. Hate spreading. Groups cancelled Albany West, the Western Australian. So it, they are inferring that Australian Christian lobby. Just if you just read that headline, it puts the idea in your head immediately that the Australian Christian lobby are a hate-spreading group. How do they get away with this? What gives them the right? Everyone in Australia deserves, should have the freedom, the the right to speech, freedom of speech in this country. Um, I obviously have, you know, put put my thoughts out on this podcast, but seriously... Um, and as, a, as a, someone who has a, a Christian faith and, and, and I talk about things in that perspective. However, I, I still believe that an atheist has the same rights as me to discuss things, to, to be able to put their point of view forward. Um, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Sikh, whatever religious view or, or whatever faith or something that you have. This country cannot start stifling free speech and the western australian government it's like it it, it amazes me i heard someone someone say you know governments all these these premiers it isn't it funny how the last 18 months it's like these all these premiers have got these um uh, suddenly they've turned into these little these little despots these little dictators and they've got all this power they're using this uh, these health directives and they're wielding this power everywhere. Before that, the states, premiers were, I heard them described as nothing more than middle management. And and that's right. They, before this pandemic, they weren't anything more than middle management. They just, they just cruised around, you know, big mouth towards the prime minister, depending on, you know, who they were backing, what party they belonged to, um, had arguments amongst themselves. They, they really didn't have a lot to do. Um, maybe that's maybe that's underselling them a little. But seriously, um, with our level, with our different levels of government, oh, anyway. And whereas now, state premiers, mate, it, it really seems like they're enjoying this power, the the, the powers that they wield, and what the uh, the authority that they are able to to throw out there. But this 
stifling free speech. Um, a newspaper or a, an outlet that's able to to describe the Australian Christian lobby as a hate-spreading group. How are they a hate-spreading group? And they're, they're stifling speech by only, you know, it's, it's fine for the Western Australian Labor Party to have meetings, but no one else. It's going to be, it's going to be, it'd be very interesting to see if no other groups are allowed or other groups are allowed, but it's just not the Australian Christian lobby that's not allowed. So, I, I really don't know where this country is going, where we are going. If this is if this is where our country is going, I did a I did a podcast just last week, and I was talking about you know a local government in Victoria, our state premier insisting on going to Japan still, and and the federal government and their lack of compassion, the, their inability to help. Um, Afghani translators who helped us throughout the war period. And now we have the Western Australian government who are stifling free speech. They're allowing this classification um, of a, a Christian group to be called a hate spreading group. This is disgusting. We are on a slippery slope and it is not deeper into democracy. It's it, it more looks like a slippery slope to to socialism. That's exactly what it looks like. It's my opinion, but it's starting to look like a brutal reality. Hi, I'm back more things I want to discuss. Looking at world events over the last week, uh, it's, it's amazing how the rest of the world is going. Um, just wanted to read this headline. Five world leaders targeted in assassination attempts with, within six months. Uh, so there's talking about world leaders. It says this headline, world leaders are dropping like flies. This is from news.com.au. The Haitian president is just the latest official to be killed in a developing nation by one of his own people. So obviously you had, um, just I believe it's uh, just a little over a week ago now, um, the Haitian president, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Jovenel Moyes, maybe? Um, he was riddled with 12 bullets in the early hours of Wednesday. Uh, his wife was also injured and taken to hospital, I believe. Um, so he says that he's, he is the fifth leader um, of a third world country that has experienced an attempt against his life and the second to be successfully murdered. Uh, in April, the Chad president, Idris Deby, was attacked by rebel forces and died of kidney and shrapnel wounds in his arm. <laughs> Soon after, on May 6th, the Maldives' former president, Mohamed Nasheed, was seriously injured in a bomb explosion. Um, and just a month before Mr. Moise's death, a gunman unsuccessfully attacked the former head of Uganda military, while Colombia's president had shots fired into his helicopter in, a tent, in an attempt to take it down in early and late June, respectively. It's amazing, you know, all these... 
these these leaders of these different countries assassinated or attempted to be assassinated um some of the turmoil going going on in these countries then you've got places like cuba which they're having these these protests these violent protests and the government there are trying to crack down on the protests everyone is protesting against socialism which seems weird because in australia it it really feels like we're running towards socialism um yet you look at countries like this and they're running bitterly trying to get out of the clutches of socialism you've got south africa um some violent rioting going on there the past week um so I'm looking at all these things, assassinations, rioting, protests, violence all around the place. Uh, talks of China now going into Afghanistan after you know Australia and the US and other countries have withdrawn. Um, you know, 20 years in Afghanistan. They, they can try and spin it however they want. But if you spent 20 years in the country and then the minute you are leaving... Um, Literally, the next day, all the talk is about how the Taliban are back and going to be forming power again and taking over large swaths of the country. That quickly, you'd have to really question what you were able to achieve. And that's not trying to say anything bad against our troops. You know, our soldiers go over there to do a job, and I am very... um, uh, I really believe they have done the best that they can and uh, it's they do their job and um, I'm very supportive of our military maybe not so much of our some of our government actions and the, the actions of the people who decide to go into these places but hey you know now China might be having a crack apparently um, but I, I just want to what I'm talking about this is if you contrast this all these stories, these major things happening in the rest of the world, assassinations, assassination attempts, um, you know, countries trying, trying to go into other countries, rioting and protests, all these things happening. And then in Australia, four days ago, maybe five days ago, uh, we had the Victorian government. Uh, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews was at the opening the official opening of the Melbourne, uh, the Pride Centre in St Kilda, Fitzroy Street, St Kilda, Melbourne. It was officially opened by Victorian President Daniel Andrews, Minister for Equality, um, Martin Foley, and City of Port, Philip Mayor, uh, Louise Crawford. It, you know, I, I get it. Um, they had this building, they wanted to open it. It, it just, it, it beggars the belief that the rest of, the rest of the world seems to be in so much turmoil. And then Australia is in so much turmoil with, uh, with COVID. We've got lockdowns happening everywhere, everywhere. Just, and there's so much confusion, so much confusion with the lockdowns. And yet, Daniel Andrews, God bless his cotton socks, takes time out to open the Pride Centre. Where's his priorities? And isn't it funny, speaking of priorities, isn't it funny that in Victoria, um, just one month ago, they, they arrested a Christian pastor because for incitement and then held him in remand for incitement. 
because he said on Facebook that he was going to open his church regardless of what the government said. Where are your priorities? Like I keep saying, Australia is on a slippery slope. Where are we going where the, the rest of the world's in turmoil is fighting serious things? Australia as a nation is trying to combat COVID-19, trying to get their head around. We're, we're still waiting for some decent leadership to actually help us through the mess. My personal opinion is, um, I've thought this for a long time, probably well over a decade, we should get rid of state governments. We, we, we were, Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, I, I think we should get rid of state governments and all the major decisions made by federal government and we just need two levels of government. Anyway, that's a whole different. So, and then you've got the Victorian Premier who's taken time out of his busy schedule and heaven forbid this place isn't locked down, is it? The Pride Centre gets opened. Church is shut. Christian pastor is locked up because he wants to open and he says so on Facebook, but the Pride Centre can open. That is amazing. Where are our priorities? I'll just read this to you. Isaiah 5.20 Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. <laughs> every, time I, every time I read that or hear someone talk about it, I, I, I always talk, I always think about Daniel Andrews. Because so many times I see him do things and the spin that he puts on things. This verse fits him. And the, the worst thing is it seems to fit so much more of our governments. Calling evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. My opinion, we're not on a good track when this is our priority. Just my opinion. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope.